0: Good evening. We'll be a sec. I deleted the last three pages of my notes as I packed my computer up. I had to go home early today, and, and it started snowing pretty heavy at the house, and then three right when Kim was right, right close to the house right when she's coming home Jared made it underneath it and so me and a bunch of neighbors running our chainsaws trying to cut the tree up and I wasn't going to work out today and I was out there carrying me along <laughs> did a lot of squats and then I forgot my notes over there but I just maybe I'll just throw them away that one old preacher got up to preach one time went blind start blind and he preached anyway and then after he got through preaching, he sat down and his sight come back to him. And he's apologizing to the brethren as they walked out. And a little old woman come up to him and he said, I'm sorry. She said, I ain't. She said, I wish you went blind 10 years ago. <laughs> Maybe the Lord make me go blind. Uh, just a reminder, I was going to send out an email 10 times. But those that hear, let them hear. Uh, no meal Sunday. No meal but we're going to have a work day back there and paint. Uh, That's going to be round one of painting. Um, And then we might knock out round two, just when we can. But uh, everybody's invited that's able and willing to come. We're going to begin about 8 a.m. We're going to let y'all sleep in all the way till 8 (laughs) a.m. Huh? No, Saturday, I'm sorry. Saturday. 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 No meal Sunday. We're painting Saturday. This Saturday, 8 a.m. I'll email it. The title of my message, if you will, turn to John 13. The title of my message is those that deny God. Those that deny God. <clears throat> those that don't hold fast their profession of faith without wavering. There's a lot of people. I'll cut to the chase. What's the difference? Brother Mike just read it. He is faithful that promised. He is faithful. How are we going to hold out to the end? I'll never leave you. I'll never go away from this gospel. I'll never stop going to church and this, that, and when You just, I don't know, list it. How? If that be, if you sustain to the end, if you're kept all the way to the end, Judas was kept a long way, wasn't he? Then he left the assembly of the saints killed himself. If we sustain, if we're kept to the end, it's because he is faith. because Christ is faith. He's going to teach Peter this through some very hard lessons, some very hard lessons. I quoted that Sunday, remember, from Proverbs, Solomon, the wisest man, born of Adam, that ever lived. He knows what he's talking about. He said, if you beat your son with a rod, did that say whip him with a switch real good? Beat him with a rod. He ain't going to die. It ain't, ain't going to kill him. That'd be all right. Does that mean go beat your kids with a rod? No. It's whenever we get chased and we think we are beat with a rod. Like, I'm just going to crumble. I'm going to crush. My bones are going to break. I can't take no more. This is abuse. <laughs> this is egregious. Yeah, you ain't going to die. If he's giving you life, it ain't going to go away. You'll be all right. He's teaching you something. He's teaching you something. And then you can smile ear to ear. That's probably, I'll probably make the news. You'll smile ear to ear when you're moving a big old hunk's tree out of the road. My Lord made that tree fall down. It's all right. Anyway, title, Those That Deny God. We've been looking these last few weeks at this chapter. Here in John chapter 13, the Lord washed the feet of the disciples, didn't he? And then he ate with them. And he said, one of you shall betray me. One of you all is going to betray me. And he told John, it was laid on the Lord's bosom. John was right up next to him. He whispered to him. He's the pen this gospel we're reading right now. And he said, it's the one I give the sop to. And then the Lord gave the sop to Judas, didn't he? There in verse 27, John 13:27 It says, after the sop, Satan entered into him. And Jesus said unto him, that thou doest, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spake this unto him. They didn't know why they said that to Judas. They didn't hear him say it was who he was going to give the sop to. They thought Judas was going to do something important. Buy some things they needed or go give something to the poor. He's going to do something important. He was important, wasn't he? He's the only one that held an office out of the twelve. Will we give him double honor? Verse 31. Therefore, when he was gone out, that one was gone. Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. And if God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify. That hour he talked about for this so long, my hour's not yet come. It's began now. Everything that's going to take place is just over a few hours. I'm going to spend the rest of Many chapters, several chapters, looking at just the next few hours. And the Lord gave him instruction. He said, here we go. God be glorified in him. He shall also glorify him in himself and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while am I with you. Ye shall seek me. And as I said unto the Jews, whether I go, ye cannot come. So now I'm going to say something to you. I'm going to go where you can't come to. He was explaining to them that in order for their sins to be put away, he must go and bear it. He must be lifted up. He must go and bear that sin and the shame and the guilt and the punishment for all those sheep this good shepherd came to lay down his life for. He's got to be separated from the Father for us. God's going to have to turn his back on God for you. He's going to have to be laid in the grave. He's going to, have to give up the ghost and lay in the grave, and he's going to rise again to bring us into new life. He said, I must do this alone. I must do it alone. He says, There, whether I go, ye cannot come. You can't do it. So I say this to you a new commandment I give unto you. It's a commandment <laughs> that you love one another. How, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. This evidence of the love of the Lord is shed abroad in our hearts, and it's going to make its way to the outside. It's an internal heart work, and it's going to come out. Now, you can feign it. Paul said you can fake it for a while. You can fool people for a while. But true love don't go away. True love lasts, not Faith, hope, and love. The greatest season is love. Why? Well, faith's gonna be made sight one day. Our expected end, we're gonna to come to an end. We made like Christ. The thing that's gonna endure for eternity, if he's put it in you forever, ever, is love. He said, This is how everybody's going to know you're my disciples. Not if you go to the right church, not if you got your creeds in a row, not if you got your right doctrine, not if you know this, not if you go to church every Sunday and you read your Bible five times a day and you got a curriculum of reading twice as long as your pastors. No, he said, They're going to know you're mine if you love one another. <laughs> if you love one another. Verse 36 Simon Peter said to him, Lord, whither thou goest? Where are you going? What's this talk you going somewhere? How many times has the Lord talked? What are you talking about? I don't remember that. Where are you going? And he said, where I go? Thou canst not follow me now. You can't go where I'm going now. You can't bear what I'm going to bear. But thou shalt follow me afterwards. You're going to be where I am. Because I'm going to go where you can't go, then you can be where I am, and you shalt be. You shall be. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. Jesus answered, Wilt thou lay down their life for my sake? Oh, yeah? Is that what you're going to do? Verily, verily, of a truth, of a truth, truly, truly, I say unto you, The cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Peter was so sure of himself, wasn't he? Peter was so confident in his conviction Everyone looked at this. They were on that table and they thought, well, the Lord said one of us is going to deny him. And that one left to go do something important. He's been kind of important anyway. And he's real zealous about the church's money. He wants to, you know, you know I mean, how much poor we could, that's what I said this past weekend. I got that job offer. What's our old mindset? Well, if I'd have done that, you know, I could have gave to the church. Now what's Judas said? Why'd she break out on your feet, Lord? We could have fed the poor. He looked zealous towards the Lord's money, didn't he? He had an extra job, and he was the one who went out to do something important, and everybody's sitting around trying to figure out which one of them is going to deny God. And Peter, the outcast, one popping off at the mouth, won't shut up to stop talking, son. Everything comes out of your mouth wrong, and you're always taking these bold, grandiose stands. I'll never do this. I'll always do that. And the Lord said, you are going to deny me. In perfection, three times before the cock crows. Does that mean it's sun up? No, that's normally before that. I had a rooster that wouldn't quit crowing at 3 a.m. every morning. It quit crowing and we had dinner. Uh, So it's a couple hours, a couple hours. Turn on Matthew 26. Let's look how how it's recorded here, Matthew. Each of these things are recorded slightly different for our benefit, for our learning. Matthew 26. verse thirty one <clears throat> matthew twenty six thirty one and said saith jesus unto them, all ye shall be offended because of me this night, for it's written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad, and will fulfill the scriptures, but after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee you'll see me Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, I will never be offended because of you. I ain't never going to lay it down. Jesus saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, That this night, before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples, What's that mean? They went around the room. All eleven of them took their turn and said, "These other ones, they might leave you. Not this one. I'll never leave you. I'll die with you. I'll never deny you. I'll never be offended by you." Every one of them did. There's something learned there. It didn't say apostles, says disciples, didn't it? All of God's disciples will experience this. If you're his, you'll say, I'll never leave you. And then you're going to deny him. Each one of them took a turn saying, these other ones may carry our way, but not me. Doesn't sound like love one towards another, does it? They don't believe like I do. They just ain't as strong as believers I am. They just ain't grown in faith as I'm grown. They're not matured in grace as I'm matured in grace. They might leave you, not that, not me. That's not maturity and grace and love, is it? That's not counting one above yourself. That sounds like pride. That sounds like haughtiness, doesn't it? That sounds like arrogance. What comes after that? Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. We point the finger at Peter so often, don't we? But it says all the disciples. What if it said all the children of God, could you say amen? Or is that a doctrine you'd agree with? Do I think I'd be any different than them? If the Lord looked at a room and said, one of y'all's a devil. Would I say, they might be devils? I, mean, I ain't. I'll never leave you. I'll never, I I preach. Man, how could I leave this? Of course, I'm. I gotta be serious about that. They were apostles. God ordained Judas to be an apostle. What a frightening thing. We need to sort out our salvation with fear and trembling, don't we? James said, we talk about doing this or that. and This life's a vapor. He said, we ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. But now you rejoice in your boastings, don't you? All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and to doeth not to him is sin. You know better. We know better than that, don't we? I know I ought not say these things. I know I ought not say I'll never leave you. If the Lord keeps me, I won't leave you. That's hit me a lot this last six months. I've noticed that. Every one of God's faithful ministers in this in this generation that's alive right now, they say out loud, well, if I'm the Lord's minister. One of them has been preaching 40-some years since I was born. I was three years old when he started preaching. And he said, well, if I'm God's man. I said, well, I think you are by now. <laughs> Don't you think that? He said, if the Lord is so pleased to keep me, if he keeps me preaching the truth, that's the only difference between me and anybody else. His grace, his faithfulness, wasn't it? Peter is popping off at the mouth again. And here's what the Lord said to him. You're still in Luke 22. Let's look over. Let's turn to Luke 22. We're not there. We're in Matthew. Luke 22. <clears throat> Luke twenty two twenty two. Our Lord speaks and says, "And truly, the Son of Man goeth, as it was determined. This ain't all accident, is it? You think it, it surprised Him? It didn't surprise the Lord. He's ordained all things. He controls it all, don't He, buddy? As it was determined, but woe unto that man by whom He is betrayed." And they began to acquire among themselves which of them it was that should do this thing. That's when it was going around, Lord is it I, Lord is it I, Lord is it I. And look what immediately the next verse says. <laughs> they got over it pretty quick, didn't they? And there was also strife among them, which of them should be accounted the greatest. Uh, the wisdom that the Lord used in making Paul pin that to the church at Corinth when they said, y'all suing one another, you stop that, you're children of God don't you do that? And they said, if you got a matter that you can't solve, instead of going to this court system that Satan rules, and it's wicked and evil, you go to your brethren, and you pick the one that's the least among you, and let them sort it. Inside of your heart right now, did you think of who the least in this room was? Is it you? If it ain't me, I ain't in the right spirit. I ought to know better, don't I? That's what James said. You know better. That's just sin. That's pride. That's all it is welling up in me. Thinking that I ain't the least. That same night, verse 31. Luke twenty-two, thirty-one. 31. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. And said that Satan went into Judas. Imagine that line just circling around all of them. He didn't know which one it was going to be. And the second the Lord took the heads down, he entered him. Satan's desired you too, Simon. But I've prayed for you. You ain't faithful. That's what he's saying. I am. I've prayed for you that thy faith fail not. Remember when we looked through Hebrews last time? We said, by Christ, in that hall of fame of faith. That hall of fame of Christ is what that is. That's his trophies. Peter, I've prayed that your Christ fail not. He ain't going to. He's going to go do something, isn't he? He's going to pay for that sin of all that denial that Peter's about to commit. He's going to take it to that cross and just bear it. Mm. He said, I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, you mean to tell me I ain't saved right now? No, you're you're washed. You got some dirt on you. When you had your pure mind stirred up, when you're turned back to looking at Christ instead of your big self, strengthen you, brethren. Does that mean going back? We're going to do some spiritual push-ups. No it would be a meek attitude, didn't it? When he's brought down a peg or two. And he said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou, hast, thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. What are we supposed to take from all this? When a person boasts about their strength in the gospel, when they boast about their faithfulness, when they boast about their commitment to the Lord, I want to be that, don't you? I want to be strong in the faith. I want to be committed to him. I want to be unshakable and him to do that in me. I want that. But the one that speaks so boldly of themselves, if they are the Lord's, they're about to fall hard. And it's going they're going to bust their nose on the ground. Face first, that's going to hurt. I don't know those other people, but I love the Lord. They may not stick around too long, but I ain't going anywhere. I know the truth, and that's what I'm gonna. Hmm. That sounds so good to the ear, though, doesn't it? Sounds so good to this natural ear. God says Satan's desired you to sift you. That's what God says about it. Sounds like a devil's working in you. Oh, that self confidence. The I, 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 it's dangerous, isn't it? Paul told the church at Philippi, he said, we're the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and we rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. I can't stay. He's got to keep me. It is painfully obvious to me. I wrote that today and words don't describe it. You just have to take my word for it. It's painfully obvious to me that I would not worship God if he left me alone. That's why I've said that before. He's made, I was talking to my pastor about this the other day. He made me a preacher because I'm the least likely out of anybody in this room or on this earth or throughout time to read his word. I'm the least likely to pray. I'm the least likely to study. I'm the least likely to think on him. And so he put me exactly where I have to. Because <laughs> he's mercy. <merciful>. That's grace. <laughs> That's good. I would not rejoice in Christ. I'd rejoice in Anything else if he left me alone. I wouldn't have confidence in him. I'd have confidence in myself and my decision and my salvation when I was a teenager or whatever garbage. And I would endure in that all the way to hell if he left me alone. I know that. I don't read. I don't pray. I don't sing. I don't anything like I ought. Like I want to. And everything I don't want to do, I'm doubling down. Romans seven is not just a passage of scripture we can read out loud. That's a that's a life of a believer. That's a warfare. Thanks be to Christ that He's faithful. Thanks be to God He's faithful. Edna, we know this story. Peter goes on to deny the Lord. Look down verse fifty four, Luke twenty two fifty four. It says, and then they took him and took the Lord and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off. Yeah, I'll get there later. Lot's wife started trailing a little bit behind too, didn't she? And when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall, they were sat down together. and Peter sat down among them. He wanted to keep an eye on what was going on. He wanted to see where the Lord was going because he thought he was entitled to go there too. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire. That's a a young teenage girl, an entry-level position of a girl, female servant. A young teenage girl saw this big, strong fisherman and earnestly looked upon him and said, this man was also with him. I know you. He denied, saying, woman, I know him not. And I've thought of that a lot. He said, woman, as a young girl, he was giving her honor and respect. Young ladies, women, that's, that's uplifting. He was being respectful of that woman. He was giving position to her. And he said, woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another saw him and said, thou art also of, him, of them. And Peter said, man, I am not. I don't know him and I don't have no part of him. What are you talking about? And about the space of an hour after another, confidently affirmed. There's three witnesses. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, three witnesses said, you're with him said of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he's a Galilean. I don't just know he was with him. I know where he's from. And Peter said, man, I know not what thou sayest. Now he's getting mad. He's starting to cuss him a little bit. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew. Like mm. okay, it wasn't bad enough. Verse 61, and the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. Imagine that look. He looked him in the eye. I've said that to you a bunch of times in five years, four years. I look people in the eye when I preach to them. The Lord looked him in the eye. Who cares if I look you in the eye? The Lord looked him in the eye. And looked upon Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said in him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. You imagine that. I don't ever want to see that look. You know that? All, all of my boastings, all of my denial. And to hear that rooster crowing and lock eyes with the Lord. Oh, he's right. He's right. Peter wasn't right. The Lord's right. Peter was a liar and God's true. It's he what he said's true. That's what's going on. Boy, it hurts, don't it? What would you do? And Peter went out and wept bitterly. Here's a strong fisherman. I thought that one time they caught 157 fish, 158 fish or something. They didn't have windlasses, electric winches and all those things, did they? They cast a net, got all them fish. Say they weighed a pound apiece, 158 pounds, swimming against you, away from you. And he drew it in. Imagine them forearms and calluses all over his hands. and Strong man, tough, wind blowing in his face. Mountain of a man. Commercial fisherman (laughs) Vulgar, <laughs> tough, strong tongue, wasn't it? cussing, big old burly commercial fisherman, wept like a little baby. He wept bitterly. What was he listening to while he wept so hard? Verse 63 And the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. And when they had blindfolded him, they struck him on the face. They took a reed and whipped him in the face hard that no one has ever been marred like his face was marred. I've seen people beat up pretty bad. I don't know what that looks like, but I know it's so. No one's ever been marred like he's marred. And ask him, saying, Prophesy, who is it that smote thee? And many other blasphemous th- things, blasphemy, spake they against him. Peter knew. That's what I deserve. The Lord the earth hadn't turned dark for three hours yet. This is just foretaste. That's what I earned. And he's bearing it for me. I think just Peter was wrong. A, a, a child that gets caught doing something, to do, there's some remorse there. There is soul trouble. He wept bitterly. Those are facts, ain't they? It's a true story. It's a true story. We all have the same reason to weep bitterly. I have the same reason to weep bitterly. We all have denied Christ. We all have been ashamed of him. And if you ain't, you're lying to yourself, and God needs to convince you of sin. We've all been the reason, and we all are the cause of his suffering of pain and anguish. I put him on that cross. My sin, my willful disobedience and hatred of God that I was at war with put Christ on that cross. He had to bear it. But God's merciful. Isn't he? That does not lessen what we've done. But it makes it all the more heavy, does it, you? I didn't know if I could talk through this. I'm gonna get me a bucket and mark nine inches. (laughs) We've got my rain gauge. Soak the floor in that office in there. In spite of everything that Peter was and did, in spite of everything that I am and everything I do, the Lord preached the gospel to me. The Lord was faithful. Turn back in our text here at the end of John 13. I gotta hurry. Here at the end of John 13, the Lord tells the truth of the gospel. Right after that, Peter tells him the mind of Adam's race, the heresy of religion. I didn't say error, said heresy. It's flat wrong. It is. This is life and death. I mean this. And we need to be, we need to heed it. Then the Lord tells the truth of the gospel. Peter denies him, gives his what he, he thinks the way of death. Then the Lord tells the deadly works of man and then the glorious work he's about to perform in spite of ourselves. This is majestic. Verse 36. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, whether thou goest. And Jesus answered him, Whether I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. He was going to a place that no man could return from. He was going to a place that no human being could withstand. He was going to death and hell and suffer it for his people. He said it, and it still gives me goosebumps. For Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Psalm sixteen ten. I can't say that. He, I tell you what he says, and it's frightening. That's what he bore for his people. You can't bear this, Peter. So I'm going to take your sin there, and I'm going to put it away, and I'm going to satisfy the Father you have offended. The sin you're going to commit this very night, and everything. Everything the rest of your life, that's what I'm going I'm to bear. I'm going to take it. Put it away. Later, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to rise from that grave. He's going to give up his his life. He's going to rise from that grave. And no one could ascend except the one that descended, right? Isn't that what he taught us throughout John? We can't do that. <laughs> we can't give up the coast. Many people, mankind tried to kill themselves, and they can't do it. Jump off a big building and live. We banged up all to pieces. And we can't kill ourselves. We can't give up our ghost, and we can't make ourselves rise. He told those men smiting, sitting right there, those 11, he said, follow me, didn't he? He went to them individually. He said, follow me, follow me, follow me. And now he says, I'm going somewhere you can't follow me. So you love one another. Now once my work's done, once it's finished, afterwards you shout, follow me. That means you're going to follow Matt. you kicking and screaming. It don't matter. He'll yank you up and take you. You're going to follow him. He'll not lose one. Verse 36. I and Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? And Jesus said, whether I go, thou canst follow me from now. Follow me now. But thou shalt follow me afterwards. And Peter said unto him, oh, that's the gospel. And I'm going, I'm going to do something you can't do. And you shall follow me. That's good news. And Peter said unto him, Lord, why can't I follow you? Why not? Ain't I good enough? Ain't I smart enough? Ain't I alert? Ain't I memorized enough scriptures? Ain't I read Isaiah enough? I've been a good boy. Three and a half years I've done everything you've told me to do. Not really. Why can't I follow thee? I'll lay down my life for thy sake. That sounds so committed and good on the outside, doesn't it? It tickles the ear. But the Lord knows all. That's religion. I'm just as worthy to go anywhere you can go. And I will do the laying down of my life for you. You get that? I'm want to kill myself for you. I'll, I'll, I'll lay down my life for you. No matter the denomination. I put that in all caps. So I, didn't, didn't, I can see it real good. No matter the denomination or lack thereof, it's all the same. Mankind's got to die a death for God. Christ laid down his life and it's finished. He did something we can't do and it's plumb done. And another gospel, who's bewitched you? Another gospel says you need to lay down your life. And wh- 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 what? Well, you need to start this and stop that and don't touch this and don't taste that and something, right? Give more, do this less and die to your old friends or whatever it is. Peter said, I don't need you dying for me. I'll die for myself. You do what you're going to do, and I'll do my own thing. I always hated that. Or, you know, how about this? We'll do it together. A little bit from you and a little bit from me. We'll go in buddy style. Or, how about this from modern times? Same as old. ain't no different. That's what John was writing, 1 John. How about you do the saving, and I'll do the sanctifying? Now I got, Now i got to help out a little bit, right? I'll die for you. Peter said unto him, Lord, why why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. I'm going to do this to help you out. Falsehoods always say you got to do something for God. And the good news says God in human flesh did everything for you. What's left to do? Love? Uh, Thank him? Uh, Worship him in spirit? Truly? (laughs) That's wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Some people are known for how much they've done for the Lord, ain't they? It's prevalent. It's all over, and it's in people I know and care for. They build shelters for the Lord. They build houses for the Lord. They dig wells for the Lord. They hand out Bibles for Jesus. They do artwork for the gospel's sake. They're known for these things, what they've done, isn't it? Now, don't get me wrong. We work as unto the Lord, but it's not of our doing. It's not of our doing. I was telling a brother today... A man doesn't have to tell anybody he's a man. He just does man stuff. <laughs> I, I don't tell anybody I'm a pastor when somebody comes visit. Give them about ten minutes, I'll figure it out. I'm the guy up here talking. <laughs> they'll get a good handle on it. I don't have to tell nobody those things. A child of God does not go around, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. No, they don't. They don't do that. If the Lord's pleased to save me, I'm his. I know I'm a sinner and I need grace. They start saying stuff like that. They talk about the Lord's love, what he's done for them. If one aspect of anything is dependent on you, it's all dependent on you. I mean, teetotal. If anything's dependent on me, the whole kit and caboodle's dependent on me. If you can take one step, you take them all. If you can die a little bit, you can do all the dying. The Lord's reply to the will and ideas of men. Verse 38. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down my life for my sake? Oh, yeah. Verily, verily, I say unto thee that the cock shall not crow till thou hast died me thrice. All the Peters, I, you, us, isn't it? Anyone. All we're able to do and capable of doing is denying the Lord in perfection. That's what I'm fully equipped, born of this earth, is to deny God and be at war with him. That's all this old wretched man's able to do. Hmm. If we stopped at that chapter division and went home, that's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? I'm thankful we have chapter divisions. I'm thankful we have verses. Uh, I think the Lord used those translators to to have that so we can turn real quick and look at it and we can compare scripture with scripture and I said, right there's what that says isn't it? and you can say yep that's what that says we can see the context of them quickly swiftly to they? but if we left those chapter divisions we're in trouble we're in trouble we go home sad we need to be sad sometimes we need to be brought down first that primes the pump we need to be brought down first we need to have our, our ground has to be plowed i mean something sharp's gonna have to, that two-edged sword had to go through this old dirt plow us up the voice said cry and he said what shall i cry all flesh is grass and the goodness thereof is a the flower of the field the grass witheth the flower fadeth because the spirit of the lord bloweth upon it surely the people's grass they ain't nothing tell them that first that's what the old testament stuff was what about the new testament our lord said in john 16 when that Holy Spirit comes. When the Holy Ghost comes, he's going to reprove the world of sin. All his people, Jew, Gentile, don't matter. If they're mine, I'm going to save them. The first thing they're going to do is be reproved of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. Jesus answered said, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, I say unto thee, the cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Peter, you will not come to me that you might have life. That's what you are, your grass. You cannot come to me unless the Father, which hath sent me, draw you. You can't do it. What do you say to that? What do I say? Not me. Not me. If the Lord convicts you of sin, you'll say, You're right, Lord. Right. I'm the dog. I'm a dead dog Gentile. That's all I am. Have mercy on me. Let me have a crumb from your table. You're the master. Immediately, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. All flesh is grasped. Behold your God. Come and reprove the world of sin, and Christ is righteousness, the Lord our righteousness. And it's done. Judgment's settled isn't it. Peter, you're going to deny me three times. That's what you are. Chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. He ain't troubled yet, is he? I would be a little sticker shock. He ain't done it yet. He was troubled when he wept bitterly. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place. We quote these all the time, don't we? I go to prepare a place for you. Who's he talking to? Peter, I go to prepare a place for you. You are going to deny me three times for the cock crows. And I'm going to go take care of everything. I'm going to rise again and I'm going to prepare a place for you, Peter. The very one that's fighting against me. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. I'm not just going to make a place ready and you got to find your way there. And I'll receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also, Peter, and whither I go, ye know, and ye know the way. That shut him up. Thomas said, what's the way? <laughs> the Lord said, I'm the way, Thomas. That's me, it's a person. I'll do everything for you. Those that deny God. Remember the outside world assumed Judas was the head one, and Peter was the devil. And that angel told the two Marys at the tomb when the Lord had risen, said, go your way, tell his disciples. And Peter, that he goeth before you to Galilee. You think that's all back? They think they forgot one? Like, well, tell the ten. And then what was that? Oh, yeah, Peter. No. no. And Peter. And Peter. He went back to fishing, hadn't he? He quit. I'm going to go back to fish. I can't do this no more. How could I go back and stand up and tell them? What a hypocrite I am. Those that know me best, how could I stand up and tell you? Things well, I I deny he's faith. You get that? Those that deny God, they have been made to know that the Lord's faithful. So what are we to do with them? Love them, pray for them, be tender to them. That one that wept over his sins was converted, wasn't he? The one that looked so important ended up killing himself, and the one that looked like he was the one that was going to kill everybody. He was strengthened, and he strengthened his brethren. And that day of Pentecost, he strengthened 3,000 of his brethren that day by telling them Christ his faith. You meant this for evil. He meant it for good. You, by wicked hands, slew him. This is God's predetermined counsel before time ever was. It's his doing. You better bow to him. He goes on later, and he says, Simon, you love me? He says, Lord, you know I love you. He said, feed my lambs, the itty-bitty ones. He said, Simon, you love me? I said, Lord, you you know I love you. He said, feed my sheep. He said, Simon, you love me? Lord, you know all things. You know my love, and you know how fickle that love is and how strong the, the denial and the embarrassment that old man is. You know everything. And utter submission, he said, Lord, you know all. And if I love you, you made me love you, and you know it because it's your love you put in me. And he said, Go feed my sheep. Go feed my sheep. Uh, I pray the Lord feeds us. Job's us, we're sheep. Puts our head down low. That's where the grass is, isn't it? That's where the grass is. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for this word you've preserved for us. Lord, we're so prone to wonder. We're so weak and of ourselves and so ashamed of this old flesh and We're wretches, Lord. But Christ has saved us, sent his spirit to us, convicted us of that. We know it. He's righteous. We know that. And all judgment's been satisfied. Lord, allow us to see these things often, daily, throughout the day. Let your mercy be known to us new every morning, early in the day. We may dwell on these things. Stir up our pure mind often. We're so sleepy. Awaken us. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the blood of your Son. Lord, make us love one another as you've commanded. Forgive us for what we are. Be with those that aren't with us tonight. and Convict them and convince them, Lord. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen.